We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm not sure about you guys, but it still catches me off guard when I walk down the water aisle at the grocery store and see these new tall boys that look like beer chilling out in the middle of the bottled water section. Of course, it's not actually beer, it's Liquid Death, a new mountain spring water from the Alps that's available in still, sparkling, and three unique flavors. But why is it called Liquid Death, you may ask? Well, it's because Liquid Death donates 10% of their profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Even better is that the use of their aluminum Tallboy cans is also helpful, as aluminum is infinitely recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities. Friends, bottled water has always been boring to me, but there's absolutely nothing boring about Liquid Death. I love the crisp, refreshing pop of the can when I open it, and the water simply tastes better in a can than it does out of a bottle. Add in their three unique flavors. Personally, I love the lime, and the overall experience is infinitely better than any other water product. Plus, it just looks so much cooler holding a tall boy labeled Liquid Death that looks like you're holding a crisp, refreshing beer. So do me a favor and go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee. Or you can find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash packaday. That's liquiddeath.com slash packaday. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack a Day Podcast, Thursday edition of the Pack a Day Podcast, which means we're one day closer to the Packers playing another football game. Eek, eek. I am half of your Thursday crew, Jason Perrone, along with Packer Report's very own Mark Eckel. Mark, happy almost weekend. Thanks. Same to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about the Packers defense against the Cowboys offense. The Packers will host the Dallas Cowboys at Lambeau Field. It's the first home game for the Packers there since the Jets game a couple weeks ago. Packers have not, they have lost five straight. And so as a consolation prize, they now get to play the Dallas Cowboys, turn around four days later and host the Tennessee Titans on Thursday night football. 
and then they get their bye week, and then they will face the Philadelphia Eagles, who have yet to lose a game in Philadelphia. So that's where we're at. But as we always do on the Thursday edition of the, the Pack-A-Day podcast, we've got to talk about a little bit of weather. So we'll start in Arizona, we'll work our way around the globe, and we'll end in Green Bay, where the game is taking place this weekend. So here in the Phoenix area, sunny, a high of David Bakhtiari degrees. All okay. day on Thursday. High of 69, but the low is 46, Mark. So we're getting a little chilly at night. Whoa. A little chilly at night. That's, that's normal. It's normal for our, uh, okay. us out here. But, you know, it gets, yeah, it gets out of the 40s. And in the winter, in December and January, we hit the we get into the 30s. But that's overnight lows. Like, you know, these right. okay. are, are most of our listeners deal with that. Those are highs during the day. So I'm still not going to complain about that. But anyway, so that is the weather here in the Phoenix area. Then we head over to... Kamloops, Canada, and our friend Harry, who winter has arrived. It has arrived. High of 19, low of 10. And it looks like any wind's cutting to the bone, and he's also losing daylight on his side of the mountain. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's gnarly, as they say, as the kids say. So then we get to uh, Oslo, Norway. Our friend Robin Erickson said that um, – 9 Celsius, 49 Fahrenheit, cloudy and windy. He misses his Echolesque beach existence. He was on the Canary Islands last week. Oh, <laughs> so he's missing that. <clears throat> and then our friend Felix in Germany uh, from Offenburg. Uh, he, uh, let's see, he was in, in, was in Munich last week. Uh, so instead of, he, he's actually competing in another cornhole tournament on Sunday, which is probably good. Maybe he'll miss the game. So no sun at all. Temperatures between 44 and 56 degrees Fahrenheit. Typical weather for November over there in Offenburg, Germany. So that is the West Coast USA. That is Europe. Then we come to Mark Eckel at Myrtle Beach. As always, highly anticipated. What's the weather report? Well, we're getting. Um, it's been it's been really nice. Yeah, I mean, it's, the weekend was gorgeous. Monday, Tuesday were gorgeous. Uh, but there's another. There's a storm brewing down in Florida again. Um, so I think we're going to get the remnants. There's a rain all day Thursday and Friday, so we're getting some rain. Uh, hopefully, that's all we'll get is some rain and not the not a and not the storm itself. So, um, but we'll see how that goes. I know they're not calling it a hurricane. They're, it's, 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 they're calling it a tropical storm. So. It hopefully won't won't have the heavy winds that the, the hurricane had last month. Right, All right. Jeez, let's not repeat any. But the of that. temperatures in this it's warm. It's still like seventy. Okay, so you're you're kind of in my neighborhood there. Well, speaking of seventy, it's going to be it's David Bakhtiari degrees in Green Bay. Rainy, wow. rainy, that, stormy. That, that's unseasonably warm for them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I was excited about that because, as you know, I'm traveling to Green Bay this week. For you're this going game. To game. So a uh, little bit of nature humor towards me yeah it's 69 thursday but by the time we get to game day the high is 36 oh and it's a late afternoon game low of 25 hand and foot warmers are packed they are packed so that's the weather that's the weather in green bay that's the weather on on game day everywhere else and right now in our hearts mark it's stormy it's cloudy it's It's yeah it's it's just it's it's just cloudy and and ick right now so a little bit of news that hit uh, late on Wednesday. And then as far as the initial injury report from Wednesday, I joked with you when we first got on that it might be easier for us to talk about who did practice than who didn't because the list is very long. The Packers lost a bunch of players 
in the game on Sunday against the Lions. We know Rashawn Gary's got the torn ACL. His season is over. We're still waiting to find out officially what's happening with Eric Stokes. He didn't practice on Wednesday. I don't think we'll see him. Doesn't oh, he won't it. play this week. It bro. doesn't seem like we'll see him. The I'm injury... hoping we see him again, buddy. I'm, I'm hoping we see him again before the year's over, but there's, yeah, there's no way Stokes plays yeah, that looked, on Sunday. That looked bad. Romeo Dobbs has a high ankle sprain, so he's, he's sidelined out. for a couple weeks. He's not going to play. That's four weeks. Now, it did sound like Aaron Jones was going to have a chance to practice and play this week. Well, he was limited today? It may have been. I don't even have the normally I have the report up so we can go player by player, but that would take up the entire show. Yeah, Jones I mean, was, it was Jones was limited today. So I looked at the list and I was just like, "Good lord!" Every I mean, every everybody's on it. I mean, everyone's on the list. Preston Smith is on there. Like, I mean, just you know, Chris Barnes. Well, Barnes, I mean, Barnes is probably going to be a stretch to play because he is uh, listed as out protocol. with a concussion. He's in the protocol now. now Christian Watson. What about Devontae Campbell? Uh, missed last week. Yeah, Campbell. I'll have to look up. Uh, Christian Watson looks like a avo- uh, well. He avoided a concussion, uh, which is very good news because he had just had one the week prior. So he's practicing uh, in in at least limited fashion. So we'll have to see how he does the rest of the week. Devondre Campbell didn't practice. His uh, still with his knee injury. Mason Crosby with a back limited. That's just old old, old age, I think. I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Aaron Jones was limited with the ankle. Uh, Alan Lazard, it doesn't say what his designation was. It says shoulder, but it doesn't give a, a full practice or a designation. It's not listed there. Runyon limited. He did return to the game. Uh, Sammy Watkins with a knee didn't practice at all. So, yeah, the Packers they're are beat really, up. They're really banged up at wide receiver and linebacker. Yeah, the Packers are really beat up. And then you look at the Cowboys injury report and everybody's practicing. The only one that didn't is Anthony Barr. He's with the Cowboys now. He didn't practice. He's got a hamstring. But everybody else, everyone else went. Everyone else is a full go. Zeke will play this week. Yep. Yeah, he didn't have a designation on uh, Wednesday, yeah, so he'll so. definitely play. And I mean, listen, selfishly, when I go to these games, I don't. I want everyone to play. I want all the Packers to be healthy, and I want the other team to have their guys too. I want to see the the battle that it is, but I guess the head the big headline and the big story as far as the it's not really the players on the field, it's it's the guy who's leading the Dallas Cowboys back to Lambeau Field, and that's Mike McCarthy, former Packers head coach. And we were talking about this a little bit before we started. Now McCarthy is the second winningest coach in Packers history, won 125 games, second only to Curly Lambeau, who won two hundred and nine over the course of 28 years, but not consecutive, obviously. He coached in two different stints. Uh, But 125 wins. I mean, he's the only other coach to break the the triple digits. So, well, Mike McCarthy comes back to to Green Bay. He talked about it earlier this week. He got a little choked up. Aaron Rodgers was asked about it at practice this week. He had really nice things to say about Mike McCarthy. And I think maybe part of the reason why the – sentiments are are deep and we're just appreciating McCarthy coming back is because this game just doesn't have the same luster that it did a, a month ago. You know, if, if both teams were coming in fighting for the NFC, like, yeah, okay, I can applaud Mike, Mike McCarthy and thanks so much, but it's like, hey, I want to kick your butt. But at this point right now, it's just like, hey, we, you know, we love you, Mike. Thanks so much for everything. And I, I don't know, I guess I expect him to get a warm reception at Lambeau Field, wouldn't you? Yes. I mean, shame on anyone who, who, if to, if you boo Mike Mike McCarthy, the guy won a Super Bowl. 
I mean, and we and they haven't won one since. I mean, I mean, he's had his bad. He had, you know, it didn't end well. It didn't end well. I'll say that. But it, it, that happens a lot of places. I mean, it's funny. Mike, and and it, it could it could get funnier or more ironic. Andy Reid's tenure in Philadelphia. And I know people are going to say, "Oh, here he goes talking about Philadelphia again." But but hear me out, because I've written this story a couple times. Andy Reid's fourteen-year um, tenure in Philadelphia, and Mike McCarthy, I believe, it's thirteen-year right tenure in Green Bay, are damn near identical. Mm-hmm. Except Mike won the Super Bowl. Andy got to the Super Bowl and lost. Mike got to and got to one and won. Um, Mike went to four NFC title games, if I'm not mistaken. Right, that could, four, yeah, could be one and three. Right, he beat, he won obviously, beat the Bears and won the Super Bowl. Lost to Seattle, Atlanta, and somebody else. Right, the one I'm forgetting, Giants. Lost the Giants, Giants, yeah. And that Ice Bowl too. Went to four. Andy went to five. So Andy did go to one more, one, one more title game, but they both won one. Mike won a Super Bowl, and it all, and they both had bad their last two years. We're both bad. Andy went to four and twelve. Mike never went that bad. Um, so it's, I mean, they're very, it's it's amazing how similar. And I, I even when I wrote it, I even joked that Mike started to look like Andy a little bit, putting on some weight at the end. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and now Andy Andy goes to Kansas City and wins the Super Bowl there. Mm-hmm. The cow, you know, this Cowboy team is pretty good. I'm not yeah. saying they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, but yeah, it's a pretty good team. They're playing well. You know, they're they're doing better than I thought they would. They're overachieving. I thought Mike McCarthy might come in and, and, and be a little too old school, and I didn't know if these young players were going to respond to him. But they're playing well. They're playing well, and they're going to yeah, give he, they're going to give Philly a run for their money. I think so. I really do. Um, that defense is very good. Um, they have some weapons on offense. Um, so is there, like, let's just put it out there. What can the Packers? Now we talk about the defense. So let's. What can the Packers' defense do this week? They're going to be missing what at least three preferred starters, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Stokes is Stokes is out, Campbell's probably out, and get well. Gary and Gary's definitely out. Um, and then he might even have the. I mean, Barnes will probably be out as well, so they'll be down to their fourth. Yeah, they're going to. I mean, it could starter. be the Quay Walker, Isaiah McDuffie, right? At the well, it'll be Walker for sure. Mm-hmm. But probably McDuffie will probably have to start. Yeah, the, um, I, I, I mean, the listen, the Cowboys do. Unfortunately, the Cowboys do everything well that the Packers don't do well. And right now, the Packers don't do anything well, but they really don't play the run well. If they don't stop the run, and you've got two very good running backs, yeah. Dallas has a really good running game. I joke that this could end up being like the NFC Championship game against San Francisco, where Dak Prescott may only have to throw the ball nine times. I mean, he might, he may not have to throw the ball at all. I mean, they're they are just. I think if if you're Dallas. You can do whatever whatever the heck you want on offense. You can you can probably do it. I mean, you got to watch out for Jair and and guys like that. But if they're not throwing the ball, well, no. Then... If I'm Dallas, I just ignore Jair. Yeah, if he's yeah. on the left side. That's what I mean. Like you just you know you don't you don't 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 play into what the green but don't play into the one thing the Packers do well, which is Jair Alexander. You know, because he had a nice he had a nice interception last week against uh, mm-hmm. Detroit against Jared Goff, who you know it was it was really the epitome of this season. And I know that there's there's a lot more depth that the Packers could sink to because they are there's more games and their their record could get worse. But when you're playing against the worst team in the league. Because I do think Detroit's worse than Houston, but we can argue semantics there if you want. And they and they and they play a terrible game, they be in the Lions, and the Packers still lose. Like that tells you right there. 
Like it's that that's where you're at. So I I I really honestly I I don't know. I mean, are they going to be able to get now Kingsley Enigbare did okay. He had a couple nice plays. He got flagged for a really stupid roughing the passer, which is just the way the NFL goes, right? But can he and Preston Smith get pressure on Dak Prescott? I I don't know. I mean, is that even gonna is that even gonna matter? Are they gonna be able to set an edge and stop the run? I could well, I could see yeah, this like, being. I, here's, I can see this being a. I can see this just being a. You know, five yards here, four yards there, and it's just constantly third and short, second and short. If if you yeah, I mean. I, I agree with your first premise that this is going to be a lot like the, that playoff game where Dak's not going to have to throw the ball that much. Right. You know, they're, they're going to, you know, Pollard and Zeke are both pretty good. And like the Packers, like you said, haven't been very good against the run this year. So, yeah, Dallas's game plan is going to be simple. Unless run, Dallas run, run, comes out. Unless Dallas and comes out. And play starts, action. Yeah. Oh, right? Play action. Boom, Dak. And any Dak finds, you know, you know, the tight end for some, some yards. He could find you or I. I mean, insert receiver name, insert pass catcher name. He'll find them because they're the, the Cowboys do do everything well and they're they're going to execute. The, and unless they come in and they, they make a bunch of mistakes, shoot themselves in the foot, commit a bunch of penalties and just throw. Well, they some, do penalties. Dallas will commit penalties. Yeah, they make Maybe some the make some penalty. dumb make some dumb turnovers. But listen, the, the these two franchises have, have a long history. It's the the Cowboys have taken you know punches in the mouth at at, at their place from the Packers before. They're going to be looking to you know kick kick Green Bay while they're down a little bit because yes. they got their own their own agenda to satisfy, which is they want to get back to the playoffs and a Super Bowl. The Cowboys haven't been a Super Bowl since nineteen ninety five. 27 years it's been. That's a proud franchise. And you've got, they call it the Mike McCarthy revenge game. Let's be, let's be honest. He has some very, you know, very sentimental feelings about his time in Green Bay. He, he, he's, he's not happy about how they let him go oh, in the middle of the season. Oh, he wants to win and win big. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's set up don't, well don't, for it. It's, don't listen. Get for a second about this. Oh, you're making me, I'm getting choked up. Yeah. He's probably a little choked up thinking about the memories, but. He was. He didn't retire and and then come back. He didn't. You know. He was fired in the middle of the season by Mark Murphy and yep. Brian Gutenkunst. I'm not sure exactly who pulled the trigger. I'm, I'm saying Murphy because I think that's who actually called him into the office. But um, he was fired, not even at the end of the season. Right. There was what three games left. Yeah. After that's the embarrassing. four games. Yeah, they had four games left. Four, Joe okay, Philbin went two left. and two. Well, so yeah, they, it was the, the Cardinals game in 2018, which was really bad because the Cardinals were the worst team that year. And they, they right. won at Lambeau. The Packers couldn't do anything. And it Josh was, Rosen. you lose a Josh Rosen, you should give. Well, obviously it's a, it's a much different story, but I, I don't know how much better. And, and I know that there's still a lot more season left and, and the last three years have been successful. But you want to talk about a Josh Rosen a Cardinals team? It doesn't get any worse than the Jared Goff Lions last week. Although that was on the road, if you want to say anything, and they had a bunch of guys hurt. But yeah. it's five five in a row. I mean, five in a row right now is just it's it's been rough. Well, it's, it's, it's awful. That's what I'm saying so. But McCarthy's not. Don't think McCarthy's going to take it easy on the no. Packers. No. <laughs> Why would he? His job. You know, your job is gonna, always on the line. Went, you still work for Jerry Jones. I mean, he's. I mean, but he. I mean, this is going to feel good for him. To, to to put it to the guys that fired him. Yeah. Yeah. And embarrassed well, them. Yeah, but I mean, that's like I said, they fired him 
with a quarter of the season left. That's what you're supposed to do, though. That's what we want the Packers to do when they were playing bad teams and they were really good is take them out. Don't don't dink yep. around with it. I mean, you know, they, there was a, a phrase used a couple of weeks ago with, with those that were talking about how the Bills kind of were playing with their food against the Packers. They still ended up winning without a problem. But the Bills were kind of playing with their food like, the Packers used to do that even when they were really good. They would play down to certain teams and they didn't they just didn't they didn't take them out. Like 2014 was the one rare season where I felt like they beat the snot out of Philly that year, they beat the snot out of Chicago that year like they should have because they were that much better than those teams. They should have been big wins, big leads. Like there's no reason why they should have been just dinking around here. So if you're going to ask me, which, you know, at the end of the show, we always talk about how we think the game is going to turn out. The only chance I think the Packers have to win this game is if Dallas absolutely comes in for getting how to play football. I cannot imagine a more focused, because you could say what you will about Mike McCarthy and how he, his team's practice and all that kind of stuff, too. I don't think there's going to be any lack of focus in, in Dallas this week. You may start noticing that there are strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well... It's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called liquid death. Now, why call this water liquid death? Well, mostly because it's going to brutally murder your thirst, and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. I have a can of liquid death right here and i'm able to open and take a drink from that it's beautiful it's wonderful and it looks just like water one thing that i actually like to do is have people that don't know it's water so you just give them one and they think they're getting a beer and all of a sudden it's actually better for them it's a nice given thing of water their help you can drink it at 9 a.m you can drink it at school you can drink it at drink it in public do whatever you want with this little bottle of goodness right here. Go get your liquid death today at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee, or just find a liquid death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash packaday. That's liquiddeath.com slash packaday. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. No, they're, they, I mean, I'm assuming the players like McCarthy. There's no reason for them not to like him. He, they're winning. Um, he's, you know, he hasn't been there long enough for them not to have a, you know, to tune him out yet or anything. I mean, so they know what this game means for him. Right. So they're going to come out. They're going to come out strong and fast and 
and ready to play. And I don't know if Green Bay is going to have an answer. I really, especially, I mean, Green Bay at 100% health would have a hard time winning this game. Green Bay without Rashawn Gary and Devondre Campbell and Eric Stokes and, you know, Chris Barnes, that's it. I mean, that I, I normally wouldn't put Barnes in that same category, but he would be starting for Campbell, but now he's out. So, you know, and then on offense without, probably without Dobbs, who knows about the tackles, neither one of them practiced today. So, I mean, well, not the tackles, but Bakhtiari and Jenkins, who knows what their status is going to be. We, we never know about either one of them until an hour before the hour and a half before the game when they tell us who's, who's, who's inactive. How exhausting is that got to be, Mark, when you're trying to game plan an offense? And that's yeah, just, you know, and we don't, and we don't do offense, but man, this Bakhtiari can't finish a game. That's, I mean, it's tough, tough. It's a tough place to be. It's a tough place to be for sure. But on specials, so the, the Packers, I've skipped over too. the, the uh, Jonathan Abram, the safety right. from the oh, Raiders yeah. who was, who was let go. They apparently tried to trade him at the deadline. They couldn't. So they released him. The Packers put in a waiver claim and they were awarded him. So they get another safety that comes in to add some depth to their team, whether he's going to play on defense or he's going to be on special teams. Obviously, Rich Basaccia, former special teams coordinator in, in Las Vegas with the Raiders, has got to be familiar with him. I don't know a whole lot about him. There's not a whole lot of great things happening for the Packers right now, but why not? I guess we talked about it a little bit beforehand. We like we like at least the attempt to try to find a guy. Yeah, and listen, he was a first-round pick uh, out of Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. So... You know, there was something about him. Now, he, got, he, he missed basically his entire rookie year with a shoulder injury. Uh, and then his shoulders bothered him on and off through his career. Last year, now, I, I know people are going to put up pro football focus grades, which I could care less about. Well, all I know is last year, with Passaccia as the interim head coach for half that year, he played pretty well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, again, I didn't watch every Raider game, but... He had over 120 tackles, I think five or six for a loss. I think he had an interception, broke up some passes. He's, I don't think he's a great cover safety. And that's where people rip him, that he's not the, he's, you know. But I think he's a pretty good, at, listen, at worst, he's going to help special teams. At worst. At best, the Packers get the, get the, the, the first-round pick status out of him. I mean, and he becomes a, a solid starting safety for them. Right. But I think he's more of a box safety than a, than a, than a free safety. Well, yeah, I'm looking uh, at him. He doesn't he doesn't pick the ball off much, so he's not he's not getting his hand on the ball. But but he makes a lot of tackles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, so a I mean, lot of double. I mean, it, last year he had four games, five games where he was in double digits. Yeah, so I, I mean, maybe you put him in. I mean, they there there's been and we've been I've been leading the drum on that, beating the drum on this is to put make uh, Savage your your slot corner. Well, maybe things are maybe wheels are starting to turn. That, you know, if if Abram can pick up the system and, you know, if he could be your butt, you know, if he could start a safety and you put Amos deep and you put Savage on your, because Stoke, if Stokes is going to be out for an extended period of time, you move Douglas and Alexander are going to be outside, Savage as your slot corner, and you play Amos and Abram at, you know, your natural safety spots. I mean, it, it's, listen, it didn't cost them anything to pick him up. You get to look at him for the re- the remainder of, of this season. Like I said, at worst, he's a good special teams player. I mean, I'm sure Bisaccia, you know, signed off on that. Told the told the Packers that alone. Hey, listen, he, he's better than some of the guys we have playing special teams now. Plus, keep in mind too, some of your special team stalwarts are going to have to be playing more defense now. If like like McDuffie, for instance, if he has to start this week, 
you probably don't want him out there running around on special teams all day too. So that right. takes him out of the mix. If if Nixon or Ford have to play special teams, you know that. I mean, have to have to play defense more. That's going to take them off special teams a little bit. So at worst, like I said, at worst, you're getting a reliable special teams player who the special team coach likes a lot. So it's not. A, it's a. It's it, to me it was a. a it's a, a no lose pickup. Right. I guess you got to do something. You got to you got to try to bring some more talent in, evaluate for the future. I think they've seen how Darnell Savage has played. I mean, th- these are not necessarily the reasons why they brought him in, right? You said it could more be for more for special teams, but the safety position right now it was it was very thin. It's been thin. I mean, right. Levitt got hurt in preseason. He didn't look as at all that great. Rudy Ford came well, in. He's been okay. He's been okay. Well, he played that before they had Rudy Ford. They brought Rudy Ford in. He's been okay. Like I think they're, I think they're just trying to fortify the depth here because they're also going to have some decisions to make after this season with regards to whether they're going to keep Amos. Are they going to, you know, they've they already exercised Savage's uh, fifth year option. Right. So and add some more your corner next year. Add some more. Add some more experience. Add some more depth. All that kind of stuff there too. So. Those, the, those, these are the kind of moves, and and I wouldn't even call it a move on the margin right now because the Packers are are be up below the margin. I mean, there's there's a lot further they have to go to try to to make anything. I mean, this this year is kind of just it is what it is. And I really wish we, we you know, some of the stuff that came out this week is is been very intriguing, but a lot of it's on the offensive side of the ball. So we, you know, we're the ones that are are tasked with with the defense and what's the defense going to do. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this uh, right now is that. In the middle, without Devondre Campbell and without Chris Barnes, you've got two very, very missile-like young, athletic guys. But the discipline is they, you know, they just don't have it yet because they haven't played much. Being McDuffie and Quay Walker, I think that's going to be an area where the Packers may may struggle. Whether they go misdirection and somebody's left alone in the flat, or the middle of the field ends up being wide open because the Cowboys also have receivers that can stretch the field. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, the, it's it, the Packers, the it's way they're, be, it's going to be, it's, gonna, it's not going to be pretty. The way the Packers are playing right now, you just can't trust them to be disciplined enough to make enough plays to get off the field and win a game like this. I mean, it's, it's just, it's unfortunate. And, and the other part is, it's not like Dallas is like you said that, you know, Dak might only throw whatever many times. And that's, that's very, I agree. Except that if the Packers decide, all right, we're going to stop the run. We're we're going to put whatever many guys in the box. We're just knocking about the. Well, it's not like that can't throw. Dak's Dak's probably one of the better quarterbacks in the NFC. Right. So I mean, if you're going to dare Dak to throw, guess what? He'll pick. He'll, then you're giving up big plays. Well, and, the, and got, this you, and this year the Packers shouldn't be daring anybody to do anything other than just you know get on the bus and <laughs> and leave because uh, it's 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 just it's tough times. I mean, this is just. This is why the Packers needed to stack it up and win games. I mean, obviously the season is what it is, but this is why they needed to win the games they're supposed to win because now you have, when you come up against these really good teams and even had this, even had their record been a game or two in better shape, this, you know, when you put yourself in a must-win situation against teams like Dallas, Tennessee, Philadelphia. Well, the must wins are over. They go to well. I'm just. I, I mean, the must I, win was last. Week. I'm. I'm just pandering to the small subsection of our listeners and the fan base who still says, "Hey, they're not mathematically eliminated." Well, that's just. A, it's coming. I mean, it's a matter of time. Right. At Miami, like this is this is why 
this is this is this is why you have to I mean the this was a game when we talked about it before the season started that we had circled and said this is going to be a big one. This right. is going to be a big one at the end of the season. It could it could end up determining who's got the top seed in the NFC. I don't think we saw Philadelphia being as good as they were going to be, although I knew they were going to be good. I think everyone saw that that Dallas every year at least for a time comes out and they're hot and they play well. And they have been you know, the Cowboys have been good. You know the Giants are still hanging around, so that division is is really turned it turned it around. I mean, yeah. you look at Seattle is still playing well. They're they're leading the West right now, and you got the Niners who, or I don't know if the Niners are tied with them or if it's close. The Niners are are back into the conversation there. The Rams look like they're they're talking about a Super Bowl hangover. Uh, well, know, so so there was not enough criticism either. I mean, everybody's about to, what happened to the Packers. What happened to the Rams? Well, there were a, yeah, and there there were enough. You know, there, there, there's been enough of a drop-off of teams that were supposed to compete with Green Bay that, of course, once again, they should have been in a prime position to take advantage of a very weak NFC, and they just aren't able... Not only are they not able to do it, but they've just, you know, they've picked up their ball and all but left the court. Yeah, um, so last week, last week ended everything as far as I'm concerned. So when you I, lose to um, the Lions... Be there. Yeah, when you, when you lose you, to the what's worst... The final score? Yeah, we fifteen. Tell me how it plays out. Fifteen to nine. Yeah, fifteen to nine against the Cow- against the Lions. When you lose to the worst team in football, then you become the worst team in football. Yeah. And the way the Packers are playing right now, I think honestly, and you could throw the Texans in the mix, the Lions, whatever. I mean, the Lions just beat Green Bay. Green Bay right now is playing the worst football in the NFL. Longest losing streak. So longest losing streak. They're playing the worst football. I mean, everybody wants Green Bay on their schedule right now. So that was supposed to be, and it's, and when it was supposed to be a tough game and it's not, you know, you like, you like that when your team is good. Like when the Vikings are down and they're not a really good team and you got to go to Minnesota, it's like, okay, well, they're actually not playing very well right now. So that was looking a lot tougher when the schedule came out, but that's eh, not going to be that tough because they're not that good. That's Green Bay right, right. now. So give me your pick. Make it, making it easy. So I don't know. I mean, before we, before we make our pick, well, you know what my pick's going to be because of my rule, right? You don't, I can't you pick them until you score. I can't pick them until they win. So, I mean, does the score even matter? I, I've got 41-7. Oh, Jesus. I've got 41-7 in my head. 41-7. 41-7 in my head, Dallas. But, I mean, who cares? It doesn't matter. I mean, it's, you know, whether they lose 8-7 to seven or 41-7 to seven or 41 to nothing. I mean. Well, it I, matters if you're taking them with the points or not. Uh, it doesn't matter. I, you know, I, I may or I may or may not be just taking the the approach of uh, trying to make a little money off of this misery and just bet against Green Bay every week. I uh, mean, you, you know, be, you'd be on a roll right now. I would be against. I would be because I, I would they be. haven't covered. Well, no, they actually covered against the Bills. Yeah, with my luck, if I bet the spread, they'll cover. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the line's not that big. I think that was. I mean, obviously, I, I I can't pick Green Bay this week. I'd love to be able to come up with a. I couldn't even come up, come up with a way of how I think they can win because right. I don't see it. I don't. I think Dallas, like we've said, but from the defensive standpoint, I think Dallas will control the ball on them. And like you said, run six yard gain for Ebbett, you know, Ebbett, um, Zeke, um, it may as well be, I mean, um, you know, then Pollard will break one for whatever. And they'll go back to Zeke again and, and then play action, bang. So, yeah, I, and then, you know, I know we don't talk to the, the other side of the ball, but that Dallas defense is. Yeah, pretty good. Micah Parsons, good night. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be, you know, they're going to shut down some of the things Green Bay wants. Green Bay's going to be missing people on offense as well. So you said, I'm not going to 41 seconds. That's bad. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to be close to, I'm going to say 38 
14. I'll say Green Bay somehow gets two touchdowns. Maybe a garbage one late. 38-14. Maybe Jordan Love. Oh, that would be that would make things a lot a lot more interesting. Could be a little Jordan Love action there at the end of the game if it's out of hand. You got to see what you have. You know, this is that time of year where it's unfortunate that you 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 uh, have to look ahead already to next year. But the Packers need to answer some questions. They oh, need that's, to know. that's what you got to start doing now. Yep, I'm watching that draft pick every week now. Well, right now it's a top ten. If they keep, if I mean, they're only they're only a couple weeks away from being a top five, and then at that point, right. if if once you're mathematically eliminated and you have a top five draft pick, then you just you know as you you kind of don't want to see that squander. No, at that don't point. win. Stay in that top. Five. And they're not going to not try, even if no, they're no, even no. if they've only won three games and they get to week eighteen. And they're they're gonna come out in that last game and they're gonna try to win it. Like that's just that even if it costs them a draft spot. I'm in Detroit. Yeah. That might be for the top. That might be for who knows what that pick might be. That might be a big pick on the line there when they play Detroit. Yeah. That could be. That could so, very it could very well right. be. I was gonna ask you before we get out of here, uh, because I know you want I wanna ask you what you got up at, at Packer Report, but okay. in your time in Philadelphia, did you ever get a chance to talk to Mike McCarthy? Just on, you know, like what they do, what we do, what we used to do. I don't know if they still do it anymore. On Wednesdays, you got the visiting coach or not the, the opposing coach on the on the phone. Yeah, they just still do that. They still do that. They do. So yeah, that, I never, I yeah. didn't. Yeah, I don't, I didn't, I don't have any interactions with Mike. No, I don't have any Mike McCarthy stories I can tell you. No McCarthy. Holmgren, I did. Mike yeah. Holmgren, I, I love Mike Holmgren. I, I did. I actually did talk to him in person more than once. Okay. Well, it's it's the big return of Mike McCarthy to Lambeau Field. Unfortunately, the Packers are not in a good position to send him away and remind him that they're still the class of the NFC. But it could be a nice homecoming for Mike. And then as everybody's leaving the stadium after watching his team likely beat the Packers, then they have to look at the street sign, which still says Mike McCarthy way as they're driving back home after the game but that's the way life goes it's the way the ball bounces sometimes so we know you do the game recap but what is up or what's coming up at packer report well um, you, you set me up perfect you know just to take a break from the gloom and doom of what this season has become and with mike mccarthy coming back i compiled a list because everybody loves lists now right i'm the, the mike mccarthy's 10 best wins in his 13 years okay so you can you can jot yours down and and see if they match well, I'm pretty sure I know what the number one one. What well, yeah, number one's pretty obvious. But yeah. I mean, there's two to ten you can you, you yeah. can guess. Yeah, there's he had a, he had a bunch. He was there for like you said, he was there for thirteen. One hundred twenty-five of them, right? Yeah, he was there for thirteen so I, years. I, so I he went to his top ten. Yeah, he won a bunch of games. So, and then Quick Slants, the Quick Slants podcast will be a day, or two days delayed. It'll be out on Wednesday because I'm traveling back from Green Bay. So I'll have a post-game recap, thoughts midweek, whatever it be, after the Packers and the Cowboys game is over. And then it'll be a quick preview of the game the following day on Thursday. They got a quick turnaround. They play Tennessee Titans on Thursday Night Football. So that's right. A little bit of a shorter one, but hey, at this point, there's not as much to talk about, right? Yeah. So thanks everybody for riding along with the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. It's starting to get cool around the, the world. So take care of yourself. Stay warm wherever you're at. Enjoy the game. Enjoy Mike McCarthy's homecoming. And as always, go pack, go.